98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The headlines. The administration is urged to relax anti-infection control measures for residents travelling between Hong Kong and the mainland. Incoming Health Secretary Lo Chung Mao says the government is considering cutting hotel quarantine for inbound travellers from seven days to five, and the police arrest a 20-year-old man in connection with the recent shooting near Lan Kwai Fong. The government's been urged to relax anti-infection control measures for Hong Kongers travelling between the city and the mainland after the National Health Commission announced it will shorten the COVID-19 quarantine period for inbound travellers. The president of the Chinese Manufacturers Association, Alan Shi, said he hopes the SAR will increase the quota for the return to HK scheme under which Hong Kong residents can come back without undergoing quarantine. He also said he hopes the government will relax its quarantine requirement for other inbound travelers. Of course, it's best to cancel it at all. You can see that many other countries like Singapore no longer have any inbound quarantine measures, and we are still very stringent. It will greatly hinder our economic development. Meanwhile, the government is reportedly looking at cutting hotel quarantine for inbound travellers from seven days to just five. Incoming Health Secretary Lo Chung Mao said in a newspaper interview he'd been mulling different options that could help shorten hotel quarantine, including a five-plus-two option comprising of five days of hotel quarantine and two days of home isolation. Ronald Wu, an ex-officio member of the Hong Kong Association of Travel Agents, told RTHK's Backchat program this was a good sign. I think we're slowly progressing. I mean, I mean, since, since last year, at one point in time, we were talking about 21-based quarantine hotels if you come from the high-risk area, right? Slowly reducing to 14, 7, and now 5. So I think, I think it's a good progress. We, we're not expecting, you know, all of a sudden, with, um, after July 1st, there'll be no quarantine, but, but we're seeing a good progress reducing the number of nights at the hotel, so I think it's a, it's a good sign uh, moving forward. The police have arrested a 20-year-old man in connection with the shooting near Lan Kwai Fong earlier this month. The force said he was arrested yesterday for conspiracy to wound with intent. More from Andrew Shirovsky. This comes after the police arrested six men on Monday over the shooting, of which two were released on bail and required to report back to the police next month, and another two are being detained for further inquiries. The other two men, aged 24 and 36, were laid a holding charge jointly with one count of conspiracy to wound with intent, while the 36-year-old was laid a holding charge with one count of trafficking in dangerous drugs. The police have closed a large number of roads in Wan Chai North as part of a series of security measures in the expectation that President Xi Jinping will personally attend celebrations to mark the 25th anniversary of the handover. The exhibition centre MTR station will close tomorrow. Core security zones will also be set up wherever President Xi goes and footbridges and flyovers will be closed temporarily as his motorcade passes by. Macau's chief executive Ho Yat-seng is visiting Hong Kong today for a three-day trip to attend the celebrations marking the 25th anniversary of the handover and the inauguration of the next administration. Mr Ho has been invited by Hong Kong's current leader, Carrie Lam. He will leave on July the 1st. The Macau government says Mr Ho and his delegation will be under a closed-loop management system and follow anti-epidemic rules such as regular testing while they're in Hong Kong. 
Former LegCo member Pam Pei Chu says not all elderly care home residents should be forced to isolate in COVID quarantine facilities. Despite authorities saying it was necessary to send infected residents and their close contacts to such places, Dr Pan, a specialist in psychiatry, said some nursing homes were better than others, making it possible for patients to stay on site. He also said some residents required intensive care. He urged authorities to look at upgrading isolation facilities. If there are better facilities, then it may be possible to keep the elderly at home for isolation. It's more than mental health, because many elderly people who live in elderly homes, they need very frequent and intensive care, personal care, like turning the body, like kill feeding and take care of a certain, say, a colostomy and things like that. So this requires quite intensive input in terms of personal care, and that may not be available in isolation facilities. So I think to upgrade isolation facilities is something that we need to look at. Turning overseas, the White House has described the deaths of at least 50 people in a migrant smuggling truck found in San Antonio in Texas as absolutely horrific and heartbreaking. Police in Texas have made three arrests. Mexico has opened its own investigation. Mexico's president, Andres Manuel López Obrador, expressed his grief. Quiero expresar... I want to express my deepest condolences to the families of the Mexican, Guatemalan and Honduran migrants who died yesterday asphyxiated in a trailer. It is a tremendous disgrace. There are 50 people dead, 22 from Mexico, 7 from Guatemala, 2 from Honduras and 19 without information about their nationality. The U.S. Congressional Committee investigating the attack by Donald Trump's supporters on the Capitol building has been hearing evidence from Cassidy Hutchinson, who at the time was a senior aide to the president's chief of staff, Mark Meadows. She said Mr. Trump believed his supporters were right to demand that Vice President Mike Pence be hanged for refusing to block the validation of Joe Biden's victory during the 2020 presidential election. As an American, I was disgusted. It was unpatriotic. It was un-American. We were watching the Capitol building get defaced over a lie. The British socialite Ghislaine Maxwell has been sentenced to 20 years in prison by a court in New York for helping her former partner, Jeffrey Epstein, abuse underage girls. Maxwell, who's 60, was found guilty in December of sex trafficking. She recruited and groomed teenage girls for the disgraced financier for more than a decade. Speaking to reporters outside court, one of Jeffrey Epstein's victims, Annie Farmer, gave her reaction to the sentence. It is never too late for the truth to come out and never too late for there to be accountability. Maxwell and Epstein were predators who were able to use that power and privilege to harm countless individuals. And for far too long, the institutions that should be protecting the public were instead protecting them. A prosecution lawyer, Sigrid McCauley, also spoke to reporters outside court. Today showed us that individuals can be held accountable irrespective of power and privilege. And today showed us that the chorus of voices of these survivors prevailed and showed accountability. It's really a victorious day for justice. 
Turkey has agreed to support Finland and Sweden's applications to join NATO. The Turkish government had initially objected to their membership bids, accusing them of protecting Kurdish militants, but it's reversed its position at a meeting of the alliance in Madrid. Turkey said it had got what it wanted from the talks, and the Finnish president, Sauli Niinister, also expressed satisfaction with the deal. We had uh, very thorough discussions uh, and at the end, uh, approximately four hours, we could agree. There were a couple of, uh, let's say, difficult questions today. Like we all know, Turkey wants to talk about terrorism and they want to have understanding to their situation. Leaders of the G7 group of industrialized nations say they'll take further measures against Russia because of its military campaign in Ukraine. At the end of a summit in Bavaria, the German Chancellor Olaf Scholz said President Putin must not win and the G7 were united in their support for Ukraine. Die G7 stehen geeint in ihrer Unterstützung für die Ukraine zusammen. The G7 stand united in support of Ukraine. We are agreed that President Putin must not win this war. We will continue to keep up and drive up the economic and political costs of this war to President Putin and his regime. To do that, it's important to stand together, even for the long run, which seems certain. The Centers for Disease Control in the United States has launched an emergency response to help contain an outbreak of monkeypox. Here's the BBC's Naomi Grimley. Health officials in the U.S. say triggering this emergency response will mean additional resources and personnel will now be dedicated to aggressive action on monkeypox. The U.S. has so far recorded more than 240 cases. But Europe is at the centre of the current outbreak. The U.K. has seen more than a 1,000 cases. The virus has circulated in West and Central Africa for decades, but the World Health Organization says 50 countries have recently reported infections. Time for a look at finance news. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 22,055. That's 353 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $86 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 136.15 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 5 cents. And the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 57 cents. To sports, where Serena Williams' return to Wimbledon has ended in a narrow defeat. Centre court rises as one. What a remarkable win for Harmony Tan. She's beaten a legend. Playing in her first competitive singles match in a year, Serena Williams, a seven-time former singles champion at Wimbledon, has been knocked out in the first round. She was beaten by the unseeded French player Harmony Tan. The BBC's Shoujo Saka reports. Well, despite being a legend of the sport and a 23-time Grand Slam winner, this was Serena Williams' first singles match after 12 months out with injury. And it was perhaps too much to expect a 40-year-old to come back and blow away opponents like she used to. And so, France's Harmony Tan, not even ranked in the world's top 100, and a Wimbledon debutante, seized her opportunity, winning it in a thrilling final set tiebreak, which finished under the lights and a closed roof at 10.35pm local time. Tan said she never expected to beat Williams and would have been happy to avoid getting blown away. When I saw the draw, I was really scared. 
I mean, uh, <laughs> because uh, yeah, it's Serena Williams. She's a legend, and uh, yeah, uh, I was like, oh my god, how can I play? And if I can win one game or two games, it was really good for me. Iga Swiatek extended her record-winning streak to 36 matches, beating qualifier Jana Fett in straight sets. The world number one was playing in her first match since winning the French Open. It's a huge privilege that I was chosen as the one who's going to be opening. It wasn't obvious because obviously Ash would be opening if she was here. So there are many great champions in the draw. So I just felt like it's an honor, you know. So I'm pretty happy that it was a good match for me and a good performance for sure. There were also wins in the women's draw for the two-time champion Petra Kvitva, 2019 winner Simona Halep, Coco Goff and Yelena Ostapenko. The men's eighth seed and last year's beaten finalist Matteo Berrettini is out of Wimbledon after testing positive for COVID-19. He was due to play Chile's Christian Garin in the first round. Meanwhile, Rafa Nadal needed four sets to win his opening match. The Australian Open and French Open champion defeated Argentina's Francisco Serundolo to keep alive his hopes of a calendar Grand Slam. In other sports news, England's Owen Morgan has announced his retirement from international cricket. England won the 2019 World Cup and reached the top of the one-day and T20 rankings under his leadership. Morgan took charge of the T20 side in 2012 and the one-day side in 2014 and says English cricket is in a better place now. The day it, it hit me, it was, it was quite a sad day, reaching the end of a, such a special journey. In, in many ways since that day, I've, I've been incredibly proud and content with the decision and excited for English cricket going forward. There's been so many strong decisions made at the appointing of two new coaches and a new Red Bull captain and the way that both sides play is just incredible. So as I sit back now as a fan, I'm incredibly excited. In golf, the DP World Tour and PGA Tours have strengthened their alliance to try to fight off the threat posed by Saudi-funded Live Golf, who staged their second tournament this week. More details from the BBC's Ian Carter. The deal ties the European-based DP World Tour to the PGA Tour until at least 2035. It's been done to counter the threat of the Saudi-funded breakaway Live Golf outfit staging its second tournament this week. The leading 10 players not already exempt at the end of a DP World Tour season will qualify for the next year's PGA Tour and they've upped their stake in European Tour productions from 15 to 40 percent. Although both parties denied it, it's hard to see this development as anything other than turning the DP World Tour into a feeder circuit for their bigger and more lucrative American counterparts. To the weather forecast, sunny periods, a few showers and thunderstorms and it'll be very hot this afternoon but mainly cloudy tonight with moderate easterly winds. The outlook winds will strengthen gradually from the east and there'll be a few showers tomorrow. Windy with squally showers in the following few days. Currently the observatory 34 degrees Celsius, humidity 65% and please be advised the very hot weather and thunderstorm warnings are both currently in force. New sports and weather from RTHK. The Women's Commission's Capacity Building Mileage Program provides a wide range of courses for women to pursue lifelong learning and self-development. The courses empower women to face life's challenges with a positive mindset. Enrollment for the new semester has commenced. Copies of the prospectus are available at the district offices. 
For program details, please call 2915-2380. It's important to have the right medical insurance to cover your needs. The Voluntary Health Insurance Scheme offers comprehensive coverage from 15 days old with guaranteed policy renewal up to 100 years old. Choose coverage that suits you and enjoy a tax deduction. Start early for peace of mind. Buying insurance with pre-existing conditions may affect premium and coverage. Get protected at different stages of life. Visit vhis.gov.hk. Just too good to be true Can't take my eyes off of you Be like heaven to touch I wanna hold you so much Long last love has arrived I thank God that I'm alive You're just too good to be true Can't take my eyes off of you Pardon the way that I stare There's nothing else to compare Thought of you leaves me weak There are no words left to speak But if you feel how I feel Please let me know that it's real You're just too good to be true Can't take my eyes off of you
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Sadia Osmani. I can't believe it, but I'm actually looking after the show now for about six months. And this is